Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to my show. It is so good to have you here for episode 257 with Samantha Skelly. Okay, I will never do that again, I promise. But welcome to the podcast. Today we have on Samantha Skelly, who is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through trained, certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques, and Pause Breathwork which has a mission to unite humanity by helping people breathe, feel, and thrive. Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industries by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on an international platform with appearances on Global TV, Shaw, NBC, CBC, and BBC, and she's also been featured in various publications such as Forbes, The Huffington Post, The Elephant Journal, and The Prevail Project. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs, worldwide international retreats, motivational speaking engagements, the popular Hungry for Happiness podcast, which I've been on, and her best-selling Hay House book, Hungry for Happiness. Samantha is a delight of a human. You may feel that her name is familiar, and if that's the case, if it's not because of listening to her podcast or going to her videos and courses, it's because she's been on the show twice before, and we talk about that today, so I'll save it for when we get into that But she is a returning guest and for a very good reason. And as a side note, this is no longer in her bio. I think this used to be in her bio. But she was a stunt person in Smallville, which I just think is such a funny, like, weird thing. But it's so cool. Um, And I've been very interested in acting recently. So she's just, like, in my field right now. Like, she's this amazing actress and emotional eating coach, and she's teaching people how to be emotional eating coaches, too, which we will also talk about. And I love her spirit. I really do. So this is someone that I believe you're going to immediately follow if you have not been following, and just soak up all of her bright, shiny goodness that this woman is. The review of the week comes from Aloha Toria. And she says, love with five stars. This podcast was exactly what I needed. Maddie is amazing at explanations and her voice is very easy to listen to. On a journey to embrace femininity and this podcast has been so helpful. Thank you, Aloha Toria. That is a very welcomed compliment because I know if you don't really dig someone's voice on a podcast, it makes it very hard. It's almost like nails on a chalkboard. So I'm bowing to you right now with gratitude. Thank you for sharing that very specific compliment. I love those kinds of specific things so I know what feels really good to people. Okay, I want to add my own musing today. I love these little my musing segments. And so this morning as I'm sitting here, thinking about what has me really curious, excited. What am I musing about? My musing today is the habit that so many of us have to save things we love. So I've just been, like, and I mean save as in put away, hide. 
And I've been thinking about some things specifically that I've received that I haven't been using very much to their fullest potential, I should say. Like I have a lot of uh, amazing skincare products that have been sent to me. I have a crystal, two crystal Yoni wands that I adore. I have tarot cards. I have dresses, new shoes, glasses, just like things that I love and I bought because they brought something special into my day, into my life, an extra pep in my step. And then I put them in their safe and sweet and secret little spot so that they don't get hurt and so that they are ready and waiting for me whenever the time is right to put it on or to wear it, to use it. And I'm so over that. I'm so over that. And this has been a habit I would say I've been breaking over the past six months. When I make a cool piece of jewelry at my retreats, when we make our malas, I am just wearing them now. Like instead of keeping it inside my apartment safe and sound so no one can hurt it, I'm like, no, I'm going to die. I am legitimately 110% guaranteed death. And these things aren't guaranteed at all to see the light of day, to exist. Like they're not guaranteed to always be perfect. I could go outside and my beautiful mala could break, but if that happens, I'll deal with it then. If I happen to get a stain on that beautiful dress that I just bought, I'll deal with it then. But the things we buy are for using, they're for wearing, they're for enjoying. They are for us, we are not for them. So I've just been thinking a lot recently, like, how can I use all the stuff I own? Like, all the massage oils, all the essential oils, put the oils in my diffuser all day long, even my favorite oil. Let's use it. Let's use it all up. And then whenever it's all gone, let's then decide if we want to buy more. Because I look at my makeup, and I have makeup that's like three years old, and I'm still using it because I've used it so sparingly. And it's three years later, and I'm like, well, I mean... I could have been using this all this time and actually ran out of it, but I still have it. And so I'm using it because I'm still having it, but I'm a different woman than I was three years ago. So I'm kind of ready for some new makeup, new products, but I don't want to get rid of this. And so it's just this weird thing that like we buy things in the time of our life that we feel connected to them. We should also use those things in the time of our lives that we are connected to them. So that whenever we are a new woman, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a week or in a month, we can evolve. This is what we talked about in the podcast uh, two weeks ago with Stacia. We talked about like, that's why it's so great to buy thrift clothes because you can constantly be going through them and giving them back and getting new ones because you're constantly changing. And I think the same goes with everything that we own. Just use your stuff, y'all. It's just really on my mind today. Like take it out with you. Take Take your crystal yoni wands on a car ride with you so we can get some sun. Like, if it happens to get tossed around in your purse, that's okay. Like, you'll be fine, I think. Maybe I'm projecting because I know that I'm always fine at the end of the day if something has a scratch on it. And if anything, it feels a little bit more loved and used. And that's why I love to mark up my books because I like to leave my mark of having been there, done that, read the book. So that's my musing today. I just wanted to speak on that because it feels really alive for me right now and give you the encouragement to go use all the things you have. Go use them. And with that said, today's show sponsor is Audible. You can get a free audio book by going to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings. As always, I love having them as a sponsor. 
And also, I've used this service recently. I'm just going to drop it in here because I've really been loving it. And that is Kettlebell Kitchen. I have my meals delivered to me in New York City. And you can actually get meals delivered to you pretty much anywhere. I'm sure there are some towns which it can't go to, but I posted about this recently and someone who lives somewhere really rural was like, oh my God, they deliver to me. So Kettlebell Kitchen is a meal delivery service, but the cool thing is the reason why I chose them is because all of the meals are already ready for you. You don't have to make them, and that's what I was looking for, something that was already put together and wonderful. They have apple-braised pork loin. They have the bodybuilder's essential meal, which is sweet potato and asparagus and chicken. They have pork and chicken curry meatballs, and my favorite dish was a salmon cakes dish. Oh, so good. And all of their beef, their braised beef, is phenomenal out of this world. So if you would like to try Kettlebell Kitchen and get your meals delivered to you for a week and just see what it's like to create some more space in your life without having to cook in that way, even if it's just for a week, right? I, I rotate. I will do it for a week or two weeks, and then I'll have a week or two weeks to cook for myself. So it's nice. It's a nice little flow and a little pulsation of having that time to myself, and then having that time in the kitchen. So if you would like to try it out, you can get $25 off. I will have the link to that in the show notes for this, maddiemoon.com forward slash, forward slash, forward slash, Samantha dash, Skelly dash, three, because this is episode three with this radiant goddess of a woman. All right, let's head on over and listen to this deep dive about emotional eating, coaching, triggers, body image, self-love, and so much more. Samantha, believe it or not, this is the third time you've been on my podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, third time. Yep. What? I double checked before I, I looked on here. I was like, I think she may be breaking a record right now because I don't <laughs> think I have had anyone else on uh, three times quite yet. Maybe one other person. But I am so delighted mm. it's you because mm. your journey continuously evolves and grows so steadfastly as you do like your mm. look your energy you're always on this rock and roll train of moving mm. forward going into the shit going into the darkness and the shadow self but also like this unique balance of but I'm also bright and light and like I feel good and it's just a great combination and mm. I admire and acknowledge and love you for that I appreciate you so much babe thank you thank you that means so much to me and I can't believe it's been three times. I know. That's crazy. I was just, because I was double checking. So I was thinking like, this feels familiar. How many times familiar <laughs> is this? And uh, I looked at your first, like the first photo of having you on and you look so different. Just like a yeah. different version of you uh, with your long hair and just like 
uh, of course, was younger, so like this younger face and like yeah. it's like almost like this energy of more innocence in a way. <laughs> and I think it's the same when I look at my photos. My first photos that I have that were on my website, I had long hair. I was in a kitchen, and it's like white and bright. Yeah. And then I look at the next photos of you, and your hair was shorter. Um, colors were different that you were using in your branding. And then same with me. And like when I look at my last, my second to last website. And then this most recent one with the photos that you've sent me, totally different, totally different version mm -hmm. of you. And I love podcasting because we get to record the evolution of people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I just realized you and I have had then four conversations. Well, this will be our fourth, right? Because you no, this will be our fifth me because you were on my show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a couple on your show. It's so interesting. And I, it's, it's funny because I don't think you and I have had many conversations outside of the DM. <laughs> And, and I was on a podcast thing. It's hilarious. Except for that one time I thought I was going to come and stay at your place when I was coming to Encinitas. And then oh, I was like, never mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been a cool that experience. That would have been awesome. Yeah, you were all, all up in the uh, acro yoga world back then. Are yes. you still doing Not so much. I'm taking mm -hmm. a, yeah, I've decided to take a, like a, a, you know, sometimes you leave something, but you don't emotionally allow yourself to leave it. You're still like, but mm -hmm. I should go do it. I, yeah. I recorded this on the podcast actually a while ago talking about officially saying, you know what, I'm giving myself a full on break. And if it beckons and it calls to me, I will come back. And yeah. it did last week. I went to a park and I did it with a friend and it was really mm -hmm. fun, mm -hmm. but it satisfied me. And I don't feel like doing it again for, oh, yeah. I haven't had, it was maybe like 30 minutes we did it. And I was like, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's beautiful. It's so interesting when things come in and out of our lives that we get like so obsessed over and then they kind of like, and it's like, Oh, actually I'm going to move into this direction now. And I think that's one of my favorite things about life is just treating life like a playground and just moving into the things that like really excite us and light us up for like a temporary time. And then, and then moving on. I love it. I, I so appreciate this because I think that older generations, the generations before us, and there's a light and a shadow to this as well, but there is mm. so much dedication and devotion within one particular mm. thing mm. and the consistency of it, uh, how long, how long of time can we stick to it, whether it's a job or a relationship or a city that we live in, there's a lot of admiration and sticking to one thing. Mm. And I think that our generation has that like stale belief that length of time a longer length of time is better, but we've mm -hmm. been working through that. Mm -hmm. And so this for me was with acro and even the way that I eat and, and doing it more and more and more and allowing myself to do this emotional closure on a chapter and know it yeah. can always come back if it needs to. It's mm -hmm. been so freeing and it's so, it's so feminine mm -hmm. just to be like this, I love this, I love this, I love and not be like this one particular thing for forever because that's how we block this evolution. Totally. I love that. I love how you use the word devotion. You're right. Our, our generation is not particularly, you know, addicted to devotion. <laughs> we love variety. And I, like you said, there is a light and dark to that. Like I have to really satisfy my desire for variety in my life in other ways. And then really have those things that I am committed to and anchored in to have that essence of devotion. Cause it, that does feel expansive and good as well. But you're right. It's like we, we, this generation thrives off variety or maybe we always have, we just didn't allow ourselves to in previous generations. Yeah. It's a really interesting to think thing to think about. The pendulum has has totally swung to the other side in our mm -hmm. in our like 
in our generation. And I think finding a middle way is the key. So like Mm -hmm. what you just said is having a few things that you are deeply devoted to and Mm -hmm. the rest is the buffet of life. Oh, I love that. That's fun. (laughs) I love, I heard Jenna Zoe say that she does human design and stuff. And do you know human design? Are you into human design? What's your Um, type? I am a projector. Oh, projector sisters. We may have talked about this before on social media at some point. Cause I, it almost feels familiar. Does it? Does a little it? Bit. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm a projector. Yeah. It's great. Are, you're a projector yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So speaking of devotion though, I'm just, I, I can't leave this little uh, conversation here without asking you what, what are one or two of those things that you are immensely devoted to? Mm, I'm deeply, deeply, deeply devoted to my spirituality and my just evolution as a human. I'm deeply, deeply devoted to my inner child and making sure that like the soft, tender parts of me receive the love that they may have missed out on. I'm deeply devoted to just my physical body, um, through nourishment and fun and all of that. And I'm deeply devoted to play. Honestly, like you, you said at the beginning of the interview, like there's like that light and dark and, and I, I receive that feedback a lot. Um, I love to muck about. I love to play pranks. I love to build slip and slides. I love to just have fun. Um, and I, it's, it's where I really fuel myself to do all the things that I, that I do in this life. You know, I, I think I, I, I play a lot in the, in the darker shadow energy, just with, with the nature of my work and just taking on a lot of people's, um, you know, supporting people through that. And so to, to really alkalize that and balance that out, my devotion to fun and play is just a non-negotiable. And what's really cool about that too, is that you are devoted to fun and play, but how it shows up in your life, depending Mm. on the day, your mood, the season of Mm -hmm. life you're in, it could be completely different from the last way that you played. Totally. Totally. Sometimes it can mean just running down to the beach, jumping in and just like flapping around for 20 minutes. Sometimes it can mean going down to a dance class and just taking like a really grimy hip hop class. Sometimes it can mean, you know, coloring and just like drawing and having fun. Or sometimes that can mean just writing poetry or, um, just like calling my best friend and just like joking about stuff or just like sending, honestly, something as simple as sending memes back and forth with the people that you love. It brings me so much joy. I'm like, this is so good. Same, same. The memes, I, I'm so grateful to be alive during a time where we have memes. <laughs> what did we do without the memes? Oh they God. are so great. They bring, and, and Snapchat filters. I am yes. so grateful to be alive during a time with the Snapchat filter with old people and big mouths and like, like when you can be a man for a moment. It's so cool. I know. I put the man on, the man filter on myself the other day and I was like, is it awkward that I feel attracted to myself? <laughs> I was just going to say, I bet you're a pretty handsome man. When you do. I, I look I like I'm man. totally straight from Kauai. I'm just like this surfer dude. What did I call him? I called him like, not Mateo, but it was something like that. Yeah. That's uh, so good. I'm like, man, I, this is, this is great. I would be look great as a, as a man. I'm like, this is what my future son's going to look like. <laughs> it's fabulous. What are you currently musing about in life because this is mind body musings and we're trying to Mm -hmm. kind of come back to this title because nothing I ever talk about really feels like it's specific to mind body musings so I've started to ask my guests what in life really Mm. you're really musing about and it can be anything Mm. this is so good my answer the first thing that came to mind was stillness honestly nothing nothingness. 
my system is has a tendency to be a little bit addicted to to chaos historically previously and it was I love that part of me because it's it, it it has built some really incredible things in the world you know my my the part of me that loves the chaos and the build and the go 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 and the blah 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 but the thing that just is making me feel so juicy is looking at my Google calendar and having one podcast interview that day. I'm like, yes, I can do whatever I want. I can write, I can walk. I've been doing these things called walkie talkies where I just go on these long walks and call people I love. And I just, Um, yeah, it's, um, it's like meets all my emotional needs and like connection and nature and fun and exercise and all the things. So stillness, slowness, space, just like a slower pace of life and teaching my nervous system that I'm safe to exist in the stillness. Wow. You just like did a whole bunch of feminine and masculine teachings in the world of polarity. I don't know if you realize that, but like the feminine is all this chaos and energy and like ups and downs and this. And we deeply crave to be able to go in these periods of stillness and rest. And like you just said, nothingness training our nervous systems to just like, we can be Zen and we'll be okay. Especially as business owners and being a coach and mm-hmm. there's again we're on a very similar wavelength you're my only block today on my entire day and it's just like so blissful after this I'm like I'm gonna go into Manhattan to a park with a blanket maybe some berries I don't know take my book <laughs> and like just hang out and to me that's that's what I want for my day and it's it's more and more and more like that because I'm I'm tired I don't know about you are, are you tired you just <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah totally totally it's I've been um high level coping for so long without realizing it just the go 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 and because my lifestyle looked I'm using quotation marks healthy it actually wasn't, you know, I was drinking the green juice. I was going to yoga. I was meditating. I was doing all those things, but I was doing a lot of self-care, but not a lot of self-love, you know, not a lot of like slowness, letting myself breathe and cry and just be and, and all of that. So yeah, I'm in this process right now of just sort of getting back to my natural pace. This is an interesting thing. One of my girlfriends, Libby Crow was like, what's the natural pace that you walk at? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I just like started to walk down the street. She's like, that's not your natural pace. She's like, go at the pace that your body wants to go at. Listen to your body and just walk. And it was so slow. Like my body wants, craves slowness. And then it reminded me that my stepdad is always in a hurry for everything. So in the grocery store, he would be like, walking and I'd have to like run to catch up with him. So my whole life, I've just felt like I've, it was a race. I've just felt like life was a race. And I got to this place a few, few years ago and I'm like, where am I going? What's the destination? You know, what, what, what's, what is, what is all this? And, and it really dawns on me. I'm like, if the journey doesn't feel like the destination, I'm doing something wrong. So how can I extract a lot more joy, stillness? How can I savor every single day and moment and allow it to be on pace with my natural rhythm, not the rhythm of the world. Oh, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm soaking that in slowly. It's, it's crazy how quickly we walk unconsciously without realizing it so Mm. that we can do what we can walk fast some more. Like when you look at where we're going, we're just going to more goingness. Like that's what typically is happening. Just like all of life. It's just like this Mm -hmm. constant progression and there, it never ends. 
You know, mm-hmm. it'll end someday, but yeah. it never really ends in, in these micro moments. It's just a transition like all of life. So yes. do we want our entire that dash between birth and death? Do we want mm-hmm. that dash to be just one fast, mm-hmm. like breathless scrambling to get everything done? Walk and, and mm-hmm. job and relationship, just always climbing the ladder, going to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or can we go really deep into this one walk this one relationship this one moment like we were talking about devotion like how deep can we go into this Mm -hmm. this one conversation this one thing and and I think that's really great that the walkie-talkie it kind of goes back to that of like how can I go deeper into the walk I'm already wanting to take and create connection with it and Mm. I'm sure that even helps you to walk slower, even, mm-hmm. even slow with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just beautiful. It's, and it's interesting. My, my brain is craving it and I constantly have to just remind my body, you're safe to go slow. You're safe to go slow. You're safe to go slow. It's cool. You can do this. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. I'm reparenting myself as we speak here. <laughs> I love this conversation. Oh, so much. I just love you. <laughs> So something that I love, we, I don't believe we revisited this in our last conversation on my podcast, but I'm 99.9% sure this is the first conversation we had was Mm. around, um, shifting the way the world views emotional eating and the way Mm. that the world views body image. And this Mm. was the main conversation on my show for the first year yeah, so, I remember um, that past like four years it's been all over the place but yeah. the first year it was really just like this is this is the this is the heart of what mm-hmm. the work I feel called to um, shape and shift and mm. you've been so devoted to that work mm-hmm. like since mm-hmm. I've met you and before mm-hmm. then and mm-hmm. that that is a place I want to honor you for your devotion is mm-hmm. consistently showing up to help people heal these uh, emotional wounds and the emotional mm. weight so that they can get into a place with their bodies that feels free and maybe not weight in a weight, uh, body weight physically being lighter, but mm-hmm. emotionally being lighter. Yes. It doesn't matter what, yes. what the body is. Like when you're mm-hmm. emotionally light, you are light. Mm-hmm. And yes. I love that original conversation that we had around that. And I want to bring that back into this because it's been a while that we've talked about emotional eating and and body image, even on this show. Mm -hmm. And you are just such a powerful uh, Mm. woman that's now been dedicated to this for so long. And Mm. I'm sure your your mission and your words of wisdom are that much more deep than they were Mm. when we first had our conversation. Mm. And um, you help women go Mm -hmm. out and coach other women to do this. So now you have, you sprouted this little seedling all over the place and you're helping women Mm -hmm. take in all this wisdom and knowledge that you have accumulated and go have their own practices. And I just Mm -hmm. first want to acknowledge you because that's amazing. I can't even understand what goes into creating some sort of (laughs) certification. Wow. Certification like that. (laughs) Yeah. So I honor you. Yeah. Thank you, love. Thank you. It's been yeah, it's been seven, eight years in the making now. It's crazy. And it's so interesting because a lot of people are like, aren't you bored with the food and body conversation? And I'm like, there's just so much there, you know? And each time I think I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure 
I have mastered this, there's just another layer and another layer. And there's, there, there's just so much that interests me and intrigues me and grabs my attention. And my soul is like, go deeper, go deeper. And so when you talked about uh, devotion, yes, of course, this definitely is my, my life's mission right now. And I'm so immersed in it and, and gratefully so immersed in it. It's been incredible. A couple of years ago, I just did remember the society. I had that program. It was a six month group coaching program. And I just supported people who struggle with binge eating, emotional eating, body image issues. And we are seeing just incredible results from that. And I had this calling of my heart that was like, you need to go bigger. And I was like, what does that mean? And, and I had this image in my brain of this world that was just like lit up with lights of all of these light workers around the world who were spreading this message. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm just one person. What does this look like? And I, and I kind of relate it to like hungry for happiness is like this entity above me that just like tells me to do shit. And I'm just like the vessel to do it. Right. I'm like full surrender. What, what do you got for me today? And this whole idea of inspiring other women with the curriculum, with the framework, with the, with the tools to be able to do this in the world. That's how I'm going to light up the world and create all these, these light workers. It's not about me. You know, it's not about me. I'm just sharing the message. And so we've been doing that for the last couple of years and it is just so cool. It is so incredible that I can support someone for, you know, 10 months. It's a long, it's a long certification. We, it's not like a quick and dirty, like, here you go. It's like, we really go deep and then see her shift her life and, and then support others, you know, from the work that she's been doing. So it is so fulfilling and so uh, nourishing for me. And, um, I mean, we're just in a climate right now where the weight loss industry is just needs to be not taken down, but we need to create a new way. We just need a new way of doing things because we're just, they're just marketing to our insecurities, keeping us overweight and frustrated and just stuck in, in suffering. And it's just unnecessary. So it's been beautiful. We have so much work to do, but we're, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> Amazing. And you're so right. I mean, if, if the, I like that you said not to take down the fitness weight loss industry mm -hmm. that's not really the goal because it will come yeah. up in some other way yes of you course can't, there always needs everything needs to exist together mm -hmm. exactly but learning how to make a new way that actually yeah. fulfills people makes makes them feel good and is mm -hmm. i think one of the most important things sustainable sustainable absolutely like everyone really just wants something that not only works but can be something that that feels comfortable it feels routine it feels healthy it fulfills yeah. them it's not something that's taking up 70 percent of their brain that they actually have to actively think hard to do and restrict right. themselves mm. it's not what we want that is not how we live a healthy life by restricting yes. and cutting off other parts of our life absolutely absolutely what's happening right now in the health and wellness industry and in the personal development industry to some degree is we've created this dependency model where rather than inspiring people to empower themselves, we're creating dependency and almost this like guru, uh, structure where like, I need you to make me feel better. I need you to lose weight. I can't lose weight unless I'm on this diet, white knuckling my way through. And so that's not creating sustain sustainability, but it's created that way. So people will keep paying these big corporations so that they continue can, can continue to lose weight. Well, 
my belief always is oftentimes physical weight on our body is a manifestation of the emotional weight that we're not healing and loving and tapping into. And when we can do that and understand what we're actually hungry for, we stop using food as a drug. Therefore, weight loss becomes a result of doing the work and it's not the focus. There's there's two sort of meccas of of motivation, love and fear. And when we're dieting, we're in fear. We're starting in fear. I hate my body. I hate myself. I hate what I look like. So I'm going to go on a diet, which is taking action from fear, white knuckling our way, just managing our behaviors, trying to keep ourselves on track and, and drawing within the lines, if you will. And then as soon as we can't do it anymore because it's dieting's not sustainable, we gain all the weight back plus more, and then we're back to where we started. So with with my philosophy and my framework and how we do things is we teach people why they're using food as a drug. We're, we teach, we get to the core of like, what does this physical weight represent for you? Where is this heaviness coming from? Heaviness in our heart, heaviness in our souls, heaviness in, on, in our bodies. Where is this, where's the origin of this? And how can we heal this on a visceral cellular level? Therefore the weight becomes the result of the, of the work. And over time, and this is the thing, it's like, it doesn't happen right away like a diet. Over time, the weight begins to shift because our emotionality is shifting. And so if we can gather the patience to be able to allow our bodies to go through this process and we quiet down our egos to say we don't have to do it all in the next 30 days, then 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 we create a sustainable transformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next 30 days, yeah, like every single <laughs> challenge. It's like the 30-day <sighs> challenge. Yeah, like, you it's just like, get through oh, this. You yeah, too can be this before and after photo transformation experience. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and and like you were saying, when you're going into those deeper places, when you're going into emotional wounds or you're going into Mm. family lineage healing or you're just simply looking at your triggers and the places you desire and feel that you have to control weight is one of the side effects either putting it on or it coming off um Mm. it can go either way from stress right Mm -hmm. or also like how you interact with the humans around you how you interact with your own brain how you interact with mm-hmm. everything in your life what does intimacy in general look like in your life whether yes. it's the intimacy you yes. have with food when you're watching netflix or it's mm-hmm. the intimacy that you have with no food an empty plate yes. or the intimacy yes. you have with your husband or your wife or your kids mm-hmm. like however you're treating one thing is pretty similar to how you're treating most everything, I think. Absolutely. I love how you use that word intimacy. The the clients that I work with are who struggle with emotional and binge eating. It's like they are terrified of feeling their feelings. They're terrified of being intimate with their bodies. They feel disconnected from their bodies. Like there's no peacefulness in their bodies. And because of that disconnect, they're outsourcing all of their needs because they don't have a framework or they don't have the tools to be able to resource those needs within their own body. Right? So the need for connection, like when we, when we are lacking intimacy within our bodies, within our systems, we need to get that need met, but we're going to outsource it in the external world to get a quick hit of it because we don't know how to fundamentally meet it within our, within ourselves. And so that's this whole concept I talk about of putting band-aids on bullet wounds. And we are doing that constantly and wondering why we are still overweight, overwhelmed, frustrated, and, and, and unhappy. Mm. So the person that comes to you to be mm. certified Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. under you to be a 
hungry for happiness coach. That's what yeah. they're called. Yeah. Um, to be a coach for this, what are they typically, what's their drive? What's their fuel? Mm. What are they looking for whenever they come mm. to you? Such a great question. So 99.9% of our students that go through the program have either struggled with an eating disorder or are, or are on the the recovery process. Maybe they're still a little bit, um, feeling not a hundred percent. The biggest thing that I hear is like, Sam, I can't be a coach. I'm not fixed yet. You know? And I wrote a post about this the other day and it's like, that's like the biggest limiting belief because as we step into our power and as we learn how to support other people, not to places we haven't gone to, but places we have gone to, we are actually empowering ourselves in that process. Humans are designed to connect. We're designed to serve. So the majority of the, the people that come through the certification program have had an issue with food in, in some way. A lot of people are either nutritionists who went into nutrition because they struggled with food and then they started going through that process realizing, wait a second, it's not just about the food. I need to go deeper. I need to go on the emotional level. And then they come take our curriculum. Then they can do the external food and also what is driving people's desires to eat. A lot of wellness coaches, personal trainers, people who are externalizing an internal issue and then they realize it, right? So I was a personal trainer for seven years and I was like, man, these clients are coming to me for emotional issues and I'm giving them meal plans and telling them to run around the block. That's not going to create a sustainable transformation in people. Um, So that's the majority of the students that run through the program is, is those who have an intimate um, who, who have had an intimate challenge with food in their body and just want to make a difference, just want to show people what's possible. I think that was my driving force of, I, I was in this area of my life that I called my diet depression days where I was on over 50 diets in less than four years and just struggling so hard with food in my body. And then a few years later, I got to a place where I didn't even think about food anymore. I didn't even think about the fact that I hated my body. And that's a place that I, I honestly thought I never would get to. I thought I would never get to that place. And I felt that contrast. And I was like, wow, if I can create this contrast, this transformation for even, even one other person on this planet, I feel like I've lived a fulfilling life. So I, I just kept doing it and doing it over and over again. And it was so fulfilling to see how much I was helping people with this because you know, suffer. There's so much unneeded suffering. And so if I can give people the tools to be able to create changes for clients and have, have them do that for the rest of their lives like that for me, it's just like the most exciting thing ever. Like, it's so cool to see my students on Facebook, just like with their client transformations and all that kind of stuff, just like how, how they're implementing the Phoenix formula, which is our framework into their businesses and just absolutely just lighting it up. So it makes me so happy. And it's great because it's so niche. Like there's Mm. so many people who want to be business owners. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to create their website, have a blog, share their experiences, make the Mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah. And we live in a time where we can do that. And we also live in a time where, the amount of resources available to us to learn how to be an yeah. entrepreneur, it's abundant, which yes. is in in itself a dark side. There's so many yeah. options. There's so many ways to do things. Mm-hmm. I love finding a te- teacher and sticking with mm-hmm. that. Me too. And mm-hmm. I've been known to combine a couple different perspectives. Like I have one lineage that I learned from in my coaching world that's so anti-marketing, so anti-websites. You don't need any of that. You just need personal connection. 
and I've taken <laughs> that and I have my yeah. other lineage that's like Marie Forleo business school, like get all the yeah. marketing stuff. So it's okay to combine your own unique thing. But what I love about your program is that it is so niche and it's for here, this mm. is what you're going to be going into. And we're going to give you the mm. tools and we're going to give you the curriculum. And that's oftentimes what people are missing is mm. the support from w one specific person, one yeah. specific way of thinking, because whenever you're having, you know, 15 different email lists coming through to your inbox saying like, here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. There's just yeah. so much overwhelm Exhausting. that for perfectionists who probably <laughs> have had eating disorders. Yeah. That's not the way that you want to learn. Exactly. You don't exactly. want to do, you don't want to approach this idea of having an exciting business by taking in everything and feeling like you have to do it all. And that's why I love guided things, especially mm -hmm. the more niche you can go. I think the easier and more pleasurable your whole experience will be of making a business out of your passion. Absolutely. I love simplicity. <laughs> I love simplicity. So I've taken basically everything I've learned in the last 10 years of how to create, you know, a seven figure business in the wellness industry. And I've packaged it into like a very clean curriculum that is really getting people results in three ways. The first, the first part of the certification program, we don't even teach them how to facilitate. It's all about personal work. So so I am their coach and I'm like, I, we take the formula and we do it on the individual because I am a massive believer in embodiment. I think the biggest thing that, that, that distinguishes a okay coach from an amazing coach is embodiment. Are you a beacon of the work? Are you living it? And you're just simply sharing it from this authentic place versus putting the coach hat on and regurgitating what you learned in life coaching school. Right? So our big philosophy is, is embodiment. We need to make sure that our students are just truly, you know, so integrated and so alignment in alignment with the work. And then the second part of the program is the Phoenix formula, where we're actually teaching how to facilitate, how to create transformations, how to be impactful, how to create sustainable um, results for people. And then the last part of the program is all about um, launching the business, how, how to launch a business, how to start. And again, very simply, I'm not going to give you every single tool. I'm going to give you the most impactful things to, to start, you know, making money in this industry. Cause it's, it's a very, very, it's very different than a lot of, uh, you know, other online ind industries. So, um, I love to make things simple, effective, and like highly transformational. What would you say to someone who's listening to your story? Okay. You're a, you have a seven figure business. And for someone that is well, I work in marketing world. I work for this nine to five company and like, mm -hmm. I really want to pursue this, this path and this change, but seven figures feels so entirely distant yeah. that it's almost yeah. like defeating from the start. Sure. What would you offer them? Yeah. I always ask people when they start the certification program, what's your ideal outcome? Cause it's different for every single person. So some people want to keep their nine to five, five jobs and they want to do coaching on the side because they want to feel connected, fulfilled by something. They want to feel, um, like they are really, really making a difference. So many people are not doing this for the money. They're really doing it for the connection, the transformation, giving back, helping. Of course you're charging. Um, but it's not because they want 
wants to quit their jobs. Now there's the second um, sort of pool of people who just want to replace their income in the job that they're doing that they currently hate. So maybe they're making $50,000 a year working for a corporate company and hating their lives every single day that they go to work. And they have that fire in their belly. Like they know they're designed for more. They know they can be doing so much more with their lives and they desperately want to, they just don't know how to get there. So we come in, we say, this is our formula. This is our testimonials. This is what we can create for you. And their intention, their outcome is to eventually replace their income with coaching. So that's sort of like the second, um, you know, second pool of people. And then there's a third where women want to make, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 a month from coaching and want to sort of scale it up even more doing online group programs and retreats and just, just having like a super lucrative business. Maybe, maybe one of their goals and intentions is to, um, uh, retire their husband. You know, one of our students actually told me the other day that her husband's a lawyer and he hates his job and she's now making more money than him. And she's going to retire him in the next, in the next year, which I'm like, that is so cool. Like hashtag woman power. So it just really depends on what is it that you're currently doing and what is your outcome? Oh, and one, one other way of doing it is a nutritionist who has say a business that's 30 to $40,000 a year. She knows that she can go deeper and, and charge more when she's using emotional tools. So she'll take our curriculum and then she'll be able to like double her prices and be more valuable because she's creating more, uh, a better, a better, you know, a better offering. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad too, that you're saying there's the beginning portion is all about your own deep inner work. Yeah. And that's so needed and also I think lacking from a lot of different courses and teachings. Mm. It's just like, okay, here is how you go out and teach. But yeah. within teaching, no matter if you are already experienced or not, there's are there's so many deep layers that you need to go in into your own healing. Uh, I will never end my own journey of mm. going into embodiment and yeah. my feminine energy and revealing and opening my heart and being triggered AF and breathing through it and mm. crying through it and raging through it. And like that to me is that's really where uh, my healing is like, it's absolutely. like a lot of embodiment and like expression. And absolutely. Like doing I honestly feel like a lot of life coaching certifications are doing their clients a massive disservice by not making this a requirement. I'm like, how can someone like, I would feel so out of it. Here, here's the thing. I would feel so out of integrity if I was coaching someone and I, and I wasn't an embodiment of the work, you know, I feel like confidence comes from integrity. And I think there's a lot of coaches out there who have not done the deep work in themselves. And so they're going out trying to pitch themselves and trying to market themselves and they're hitting walls because there is a disconnect internally. Everything is, everything is so emotional. Everything is so emotional and we have to do our work before we can serve others. Have you ever coached someone to be a coach? Like when you were doing more one-on-one work. Yeah. Um, are you still doing one-on-one work by the way? Very, very, very limited amount. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when you were doing one-on-one work and you were coaching someone who wanted to go out there and be a coach, did you ever experience them not doing the work and you would try to take them there, take them there, take them deep into doing their own work, but they didn't want to do the work, but they did want to be a coach. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just so honest with people at the front. I'm like, you have to come 50% of the way. I will come 50% of the way and we'll meet in the middle. If you are not meeting me there, this isn't going to work. And I'm just so blatantly obvious. I'm just so, you know, yeah. yeah. And like our, our process now to get into the certification program is like application interview call. Cause we really want to make sure that people are showing up because it, it, you know, it, it doesn't do them or us any favors by someone playing half-ass, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when we show up and, and really serve them at the deepest level that we possibly can, and they show up, that's where the magic really happens, but we can't carry people, you know, it just, it just can't happen. Yeah. So that's one of my pillars of enrolling people into anything is making sure that there is a face-to-face interaction first of some sort and Mm. like an hour-long call and making sure that we've emailed Mm. personally a lot and investing a lot of time in that way because um personally I won't sign up for almost anything unless they do that Mm -hmm. I I really need to have some sort of experience, not always with the teacher that I am about to learn from, but from their assistant, from someone Mm -hmm. in that, unless it's, it's obviously like, this is an online course that it's self paced. If it's something like that, I understand there's no need to call, but if it is going to be me showing up to zoom calls, or I'm going to be opening my heart and doing deep embodiment work with someone, I want to make sure that like, Mm. I want to make sure that my future teacher wants to make sure I'm a fit. I have yes. more integrity and I get more excited. I just yeah. get more excited. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. about to audition. Like they're going to see their totally. own me. Like I hope I'm a fit. And like that totally. kind of, that kind of approach to entering something gets me more pumped mm. and makes me feel special if I'm yeah. like a good fit for something. And yeah. I, I can trust that person cause they've done their mm-hmm. homework to check in with me to make sure I'm a fit for whatever yeah. I'm about to enter. Yeah. And our level of integrity in the program is so, so, so high. So this is why we do that. This is of the many reasons. This is, this is a lot of it. Every single person in the program is paired up with a sister coach. And so they have weekly calls with their sister coach. So if I let someone in the program who I know is not going to be up to the standard, they're going to be paired with like yeah. a woman who totally is. Mm. And then there's going to be an energetic imbalance. It's not going to be fair. Right. Um, furthermore, every single person who enters the program, um, is paired up with a mentor. So they have a mentor 24 seven. So if someone is in the program and they're, they're just dragging their heels and they're not showing up, it's going to not be fair to my mentorship team who is pouring their heart into every single person, right? We don't treat people like just numbers that come in. We treat people like family. So if they're not showing up, it's, it just takes a hit on everything, including themselves. Wow. Okay. So these mentors of yours, Mm -hmm. are they previous yeah. People who've gone through really. Yeah. So is that yeah. a possibility for people that if they do really totally. well, like they could be a mentor? Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Our alumni are, a lot of them are mentors in the certification program. And then a lot of them become hungry for happiness coaches underneath our brand. Um, so when people ask, when people email our team and want one-to-one coaching, I, like I said, do very, very, very little of it, but my team does a lot of it. So, ah. um, yeah, that's so like fun. Breathing you in, breathing all of this <laughs> this magic, this like, I don't like using the words um, boss, babe, or girl. I really don't like those. Um, I just want to say like, I'm breathing in the bossness of you. Yeah, just like so much kick-assness. Um, sometimes I feel triggered by it, I won't lie. I look at yeah. you and I'm like, she's got so much of her mm-hmm. shit together and so much mm-hmm. success and like, bah! 
And I, yeah. I love you so much for it. Like, you I know what? Lo- you are a teacher to me that. in that kind of way. Cause I'm like, I want to support God, this but... woman no matter what. And mm. also <sighs> I hate her. <laughs> I hate her so much. <laughs> you know, what's so funny. Actually, it's so funny. You say that this, my certification girls were down in San Diego with me a couple weeks ago. And I, I, we're all super tight by the end of the program. So I was like, I, I was like, Hey, hands up. Who's triggered by anyone in here? And like everyone put their hand up and I was like, all right. Uh, I was like, Susie, who are you triggered by? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm triggered by Laura. I'm like, tell me why. And she's like, cause Laura has this. And I'm like, do you know that's in you? That's in you. Like, let her be a teacher for you. And so it was this beautiful moment where we got to just, just acknowledge and, and be like, man, that, that girl triggers me. And here's why. And here's what may be unexpressed in me. And so I love that you just said that. No, I don't love that. I trigger you. I don't love that. I create that sensation in your body, but I love that. Like I'm representing a part of you and you get to see that in a loving way. And I think if women did that, man, that would change so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I thought I'm just going to let her know, because in a way this is like, I think a, a bigger teaching moment for everyone listening, because I, I do this often now with people there. Um, you mentioned Libby Crow. Sometimes she triggers me. Both of y'all do in, in your own little unique ways. And, and yeah. like, there are other people that I absolutely adore people. I would consider to be my best friends that trigger yeah, me. me like yeah, this is important too. for us to acknowledge mm-hmm. and to be okay with. Like mm-hmm. if you're triggered by someone, it actually do- it means nothing about you it means yeah. everything about me. And it's this awesome, like divine teaching. My triggers mm-hmm. are like my greatest teachers. My, <laughs> yeah. my, I've said this before. Like my father is my greatest teacher. I will ever have. Uh, mm. The subway system here in New York is the greatest teacher I will ever have. My terrible <laughs> super, my my Polish super, who uh, like Lord knows what like he he I he's just a character, greatest teacher. And then like also these amazing, incredible women that I follow on Instagram, like they trigger me also a much better experience than my super of a, of a triggering moment. But there's so many different ways that we can be quote triggered. I almost think we need to find a new word for it, but um, you know, why not just like claim that word and just reframe it because it, it's powerful and it's beautiful. And, and I think it's almost kind of exciting. Like I love being out of my comfort yeah. zone and triggers are ways that we get out of our comfort zone, but also lead to something mm-hmm. better. Yes, babe. You know what? I love that you said, let's find a new word for trigger. Cause I completely agree with you. Um, my boyfriend actually said the other day, he's like, the word trigger triggers me. <laughs> so I was like, why don't we find it? Like, what if, what if, what if we called it like uh, like the exploration. Like I just had an exploration yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. I just had an inquiry. I just had an inquiry. I, I don't know, whatever. But because that's what that is, it's a moment. It's an opportunity. It's an invitation for us to go deeper and explore what needs to be healed. It's amazing. I love this. Okay. So our assignment <laughs> is to both like think on this and just kind of like <laughs> yeah. let this like sink in and think, can we think of another word? Because I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think when I think of trigger, I think of trigger warning. So I think stay away. I think like, just so you know, like if you're a sensitive type, don't come near, which that served a time and a place. But I think Mm -hmm. at least in the work that we do, we don't need trigger warnings on our vulnerability posts. Like, but we need, like, there needs to be another word that describes Mm, what takes us deeper in a, in a, yeah, an explorative way. You said that. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it today and text you later. (laughs) Please do. And I will think about it as well. And I'll let you know. I was, yeah, there's, yeah, there's something that needs to be like, not trigger in a negative jolt, but some sort of positive jolt. Right. Okay. 
like embodiment. Okay. All right. I'll think about it later. Um, okay. Wow. So this episode is going to be releasing, um, next Wednesday. So keeping that in mind, what do people need to know about if they are interested in checking out the certification course? Yeah, definitely. So feel into it. I mean, I spewed a lot of information about the curriculum, about the journey, about what's possible, the outcomes, all that kind of stuff. I think one of the biggest things um, I would invite you to look into is don't think about it, feel into it, because th- something like this type of work in the world is really our body will let us know. You know, I think that w- that's been some of the, the coolest feedback I've gotten from my clients. They've been like, it didn't make sense to my mind, but my body knew this was the exact thing. And now look where I, I am. Totally. So I invite people into that sense versus the mind. Feel into it. Does, if you did this work in the world, what would that mean for you? How would that light you up from within? And if it does feel like a full body, yes, just head over to hungryforhappiness.com slash Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y. Fill out the application. Take some time with that. Let us know all everything. Our intention for that is to really make sure that your vision for what you want to create in the world is in alignment with our mission and that we can really, truly help you and um, be the catalyst to, to what you're really craving and desiring in the world. Then we'll hop on a call with um, someone on our enrollment team and you can just share all of your desires and hopes and dreams. And then we can see if it's a fit. Yeah, everyone, I'm going to have the link to that because that's a specific link coming from my show, my my side of the world. So I will have that on the show notes to this. It's pretty easy to remember, but I'll also mm-hmm. make sure that I put it on Instagram and mm-hmm. I might send out an email with it. We'll see. Um, I love that you just cool. said the body knows because that's precisely yeah. every like Williamsburg, New York. My body knew it. And everyone asked me, why did you move to Williamsburg, Brooklyn? And I'm like, I don't no, no, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel, yeah, I don't know. Yes. It doesn't make yes. any sense. I was just like the word Williamsburg, like lit up my body and I had no explanation for it. And yeah. I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the same thing with me moving to Encinitas. I literally sold everything in Canada, bought a car and drove down the coast by myself with no house, no nothing. I didn't even know if I could work in this country. Cause I didn't have a visa at the time. Like I knew nothing, but my body was like, go there. And now I'm here. I'm like, ah, makes sense. I get it. <laughs> and now you're also doing, um, breath work, like lots of breath. Yeah, work. Like, not just now you've been doing it for a while, but I, yeah, it's just so great. That's actually my second company. I launched about six months ago. Pause breath work. It's so fun. Such a Man, good name. So thank you. Beautiful. I didn't, I didn't make it up. It came to me in meditation. Wow. <laughs> How's all that going? Is that going Babe, well? it's so rad. I, I was in Atlanta on the weekend and I taught breath work for like a group of t- uh, 250 people. And next week I'm teaching it for 3000 people up in LA. It's crazy girl. Like this stuff's, I really believe breath work's going to change the game. It's, it's the new meditation. It just needs to be mainstream. You know, it's, it's, you know, you've done crap loads of it. You did it at Rhythmia, right? I read that. Yeah. It's just an incredible practice and it's accessible for all of us. And I think, you know, we can control so much. I'm using quotations, control so much using our breath. We can control our inner world through our breath. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing we have access to. Yeah. I love breath work. The thing that I notice, it takes a lot of endurance for me though. Like, uh, like, yeah, it's, like work, meditation, it's work, it's work meditation. I'm yeah. more like, yeah, I'll meditate now. This is, this feels like a good time. Breath work. It's like, yeah. Right. So yeah. it, it's not like, Oh, I'm just going to do some breath work. It's like, I need to cultivate the endurance as to use your words to do this practice because it's work. 
it's not like, oh, I'll just sit here and be peaceful. But I feel like the the effects of, of breathwork for me in my experience are much greater than meditation in the sense of I don't need to fight my thoughts in order to get into that state of like deep relaxation. Breathwork allows me to be there with less, less uh, fighting my brain effort. It's mm-hmm. physical effort, but it's not mental effort. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried Vedic meditation? Because oh, that was what? my that was my thing too, mm. um, and I found Vedic meditation in my birthday of being a Vedic meditator is actually September 11th, of 2017, Ooh. and I've done it every oh, wow. day since. What? Maybe a couple okay. days but yeah, and I need to know this. It's it's everything that you just said about why you didn't like meditation is why I, f- I fell in love with Vedic because it is one of the most ancient forms. Like it's part of the Ayurveda mm. family, mm. the Vedic astrology family, the Vedas. Yeah. And Vedic meditation is when you are given by a teacher a very mm-hmm. specific mantra mm-hmm. and you <laughs> recite it in your head. It's it's transcendental meditation, basically. Okay. But like the TM. more rural Eastern version of it that's not okay. TM'd, like TM is the TM'd version. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have your mantra and you allow the thoughts to come in as often as they want. Like it's almost like designated thinking time because you're thinking a lot, but you're just saying this mantra in your head over and over. So the thoughts are like kind of swirling over this. This is the one consistent thing, the th- the okay. mantra, and then everything else is swirling around in it. And eventually it just kind of breaks up, devol- dissolves, comes back, breaks up, dissolves, mm-hmm. comes back. And then this like dance in your head, it sounds kind of chaotic and it is, but this dance leads you into nothingness. And then eventually you're not doing any of it. You're not doing the thinking. You're not even doing the mantra. Mm. Like you're just nothing. You're like drooling. And then you kind of come back to it and you're like, oh yeah, mantra, mantra and thoughts might. Yeah. So it's this constant like, Mm. oh, it's, it's really amazing. I think you. Okay. I want to, I want to get into this. This sounds ideal. This sounds ideal. Because normally I just sit there and I'm like, okay. I'm like, what was Susie wearing in third grade? That skirt was like blue. (laughs) And I'm like, ah. Yeah. If I do that, I'll start getting mad. I'll start thinking about something that pissed me off and I'll obsess over that because my brain is just like wired to think about danger. So I'll go into looking for all the danger and then it just makes me mad. I'm like, I missed all the, and then I feel guilty for not clearing my mind. So yeah, I'm sure there's actually quite a few teachers in your area. I'm gonna if try you have it. any trouble finding any, just let me know and I can. How do you spell it? V. V E D I C. And I actually did do a podcast episode with my teacher, Yashoda Devi Ma. Oh, cool. Mattymoon.com slash Yashoda Devi Ma. I will put a link to that and I can send it to you too if you want to check it out. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Yay. I'd love to. Yay. Yay. Do you want to do a divine deep dive round where I ask you quick fire questions? Um, yes. This is my favorite part of podcasts. Me too. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Who who would you say is your number one teacher in your life right now, besides yourself? My number one teacher in my life right now is right now I'm studying a lot of Jesus. So Mm. just his way of being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not religion, but him as a human. Oh yeah. I love that. Okay. So I, Normally I would just go to the next question, but I, I want to ask a follow-up and that would be who, who, who in, in real life are you learning from? Like an actual person uh, right now, Tony Robbins a lot. And I know there's a lot of stuff about him right now, but there's a, there's a part of him that I really appreciate and I'm learning so much from being in his mastermind. So him. Oh, wow. I, f- I forgot you were in his mastermind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't. He's, in, he's I, I, I know people are trying to blow his crap up right now. 
However, I think he is. I, I will stand behind him. I think he's very cool. Mm. Oh, I, see, I love you for that. Mm. Uh, you know, I think everyone is human and everyone says different things and not everyone has it filmed and recorded on air. Yeah. And like, so yeah. I, you know, we all do this stuff. If you saw me on customer service, if I'm really mad at Verizon one day, like you would probably not you particularly, but someone will probably be like, she's no teacher. Right? Exactly. Because I'm yeah. upset and talking not that great. You know, we all do yeah. these kinds of things mm-hmm. in, in, in moments. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Definitely. that's great. What mm-hmm. is one must read book? It's literally right here and it's so good. It's called When Things Fall Apart mm. by Pima Children. It's yeah. the best book I've ever read. I, when Things Fall Apart. Uh, Tonglin. Tonglin is a kind of meditation too that she talks mm-hmm. about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to half of that on audio, audio on an audio book. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time I get the actual hard it's copy. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What edge are you on in life right now? The edge I'm on right now is navigating my relationship and learning to just show up and love and just serve and not take anything, but just show up and give and love. Yeah. I, it previously, I I would enter relationships for certainty and for significance, just being like, what can I get from this relationship? And with Eric, I'm like, what can I give and how deeply can I love and how deeply can I accept? And all that of course is pointing back to me. And that's my edge of like showing up and just calling upon that version of me every single moment Mm -hmm. with him. Offering yourself as a gift. Yes. Offering as a gift. Here's my gift of me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So good. Yes. What is one thing that is non-negotiable in your morning routine? Celery juice right now. Celery juice. I'm drinking it right now. It's so tasty too. Uh, I think it tastes amazing. It makes my skin feel amazing and my Mm. organs just dance with joy. (laughs) If love tasted like a flavor, what would it be? Mm. like you know rose like the flavor of rose mm-hmm. like rose and lavender ice cream mm. <laughs> okay girl okay <laughs> yeah i can get on board with this mm. right like really trying to imagine what that tastes like Ooh, like a soft serve kind of sorbet texture like yes oh Okay. <laughs> um, what's one thing you cannot live without? Like you just couldn't. The ocean, the ocean, just being down there and just listening to the waves and how they're so forgiving and consistent and just beautiful. Yeah. What's one thing you want to live without? Social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. so good at it. Just so good. Thanks, babe. It's so interesting. I like, I love serving. I love serving and I really love sharing my message through that platform because it's so convenient. Um, I'm working on my relationship with it right now. I think what works best for me is downloading it once a day for an hour, getting my content out, serving, and then deleting the app until the next day. Uh, That's- I, I was just talking to Ruby Warrington author yeah. of sober curious she does that yeah. not for an hour though she she deletes it every um night and reinstalls it in the morning an hour is a fabulous idea only having it yeah. for an hour i might oh even try God. that i was thinking of getting rid of my dms 
Um, mm. but that doesn't feel quite as right. Like, cause I still want to have that available, but that sounds better. Yeah. I still have it all. I just really monitoring my, uh, the DM thing for me is I give myself permission to not answer every single one. So that's, that's definitely like, that's been freeing. Cause before I was like, I have to get back to everybody. However, so many people will listen to podcasts like this, head over to Instagram be like, Hey Sam, I got a question about the cert program before I apply. And I love the human connection of sending them a video back being like, Hey Chelsea, blah, 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 whatever. You know, I love that. So um, that for me, it, it doesn't feel right, but having it an hour a day of concentrated time where I get back to everyone, I do my posts, I do my stories mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try it's, it. It's, it's amazing. I, I do it a lot. I've gotten out of the habit, but I'm going to get back in the mm-hmm. habit today. Today. Okay, great. Today. <laughs> oh, what song are we most likely going to find you jamming out to right now? Mm. Other, the other by, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the brand, but Love or Louvre or L-A-U-V. What's a physical skill you're most proud of? Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> Describe your relationship to coffee in one word. Improving. That's a good one. Always a work in progress we are. Um, okay. Mm. Biggest guilty pleasure. Not guilty, guilty pleasure. Not guilty, guilty pleasure. I would say late night comedy shows. Mm. Yeah. 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 One of my favorite like teachers in life is Ellen DeGeneres. Not oh my God. But like she to me, every time someone asks me my favorite goddess, I'm like Ellen DeGeneres is my favorite goddess. She is the most divine combination of deep and funny. Like, yeah. let's have fun, let's play, but let's really, let's really go there also. And let's make change happen. And she does it yes. effortlessly. It's just yes. who she is. She's magnificent. Yeah. She is just such a treat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Samantha. Ah! Ah! So much fun. Thank you so oh much for God, coming on to the podcast for the third time. And I know it's good. There's going to be a fourth. Like they're just still. <laughs> Why not? Oh, You're I amazing. So this was beautiful. And I, I, I feel really good about sending everyone who still comes to the show, wanting body image and emotional eating tools and insights and, and, uh, wanting to go deeper into that work over to you because you mm. are, you are so devoted and you've been committed mm-hmm. to this work for so long that I know, um, I'm happy that my platform is a place to continue to share your work as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sweetheart. That means so much to me. I appreciate you so much. And I have so much love for you and it's crazy cause I've never actually met you in person, but I feel like you're like a soul sis, you know? Yeah. I feel that way too. Isn't that wild? We should text more though. Hi. Like, I we know should just, we, should, like, we should, you know? <laughs> so we should. We should. We'll um, send funny, funny memes back and forth. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm always thinking like, who am I going to send this meme to? I'm going to <laughs> Especially my, my meme sending yes. uh, folks, yeah. my collection of folks for that. Um, everyone go head on, head on over to the show notes to grab the links that we talked about today. I would love to hear your questions or your thoughts on this episode, this interview, or if you're curious about trying out this certification course, remember, like Samantha said, just listen to the state of your body. How does your body feel when you when you even ponder the idea of doing something like this, of taking this leap, taking this journey, because it isn't a fit for everyone, but 
if it is a calling to you and you're just afraid that you're not 100% healed yet, this may be exactly what you desire, you yearn for, and what maybe even you need on your journey. Mm. So can't wait to hear who of you go down this path and let us know your thoughts on this by commenting on the Instagram post or the show notes for this this episode. It will be maddiemoon.com forward slash Samantha dash Skelly dash three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you um next Wednesday for another episode.